the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com is brought to you by EDI Travel. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice at the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life if you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, save it. He's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. Hey, welcome to the Bill Carl Show. I, I would happen to be Bill Carl. You're listening to Faith Talk 570, 910, FM 102.1. It's Tuesday, which is that one day of the week that feels kind of like you've leaned back in your chair and you're about to tip over, but you don't quite. And that's that moment where you're not sure exactly what's going to happen. That's kind of what Tuesday has always felt like to me. I don't know about you. It's great uh, to be into this week, though. It's great to be uh, to primary election day. Uh, if you haven't gone to the polls yet, you have until 7 o'clock tonight to make that happen. Missy wore her voting sticker like twice in a row. She was so proud. She went on Saturday, and we did the early voting. I think that was the last day you could do it. I did it two weeks ago. It was so great. I mean, it was like I walked from my house. We lived near one of the libraries. I walked to the library made my vote, dropped off some books, picked up a snack at the convenience store around the corner, and just right back home, poof, right there. wearing. And I, it was Saturday, so I wasn't dressed up, like, for work. But I did have on my Captain America T-shirt, and I had on a pair of red, uh, we were going to, I think we were going to jump in the neighbor's pool. I had on a pair of red swim trunks, so I felt very, very patriotic. And as I was walking back, one of the many people who were out and so laudably being politically active and holding up signs and and applauding their candidate and trying to get you to vote for their candidate, uh, she says, Captain America. And I was like, yeah, after the midlife crisis, (laughs) this is is what you look like when you get to the end. But anyway, uh, it is time for you to get out there and vote and make that decision. The sad thing is, is that all the flyers that have been showing up in my mailbox will not actually go away after tomorrow. They will just change because now we will know who is representing in all the races, the uh, democratic party, who is representing the Republican party, who the independents are. And then instead of throwing mud at one another within their party, now that they figure out who's who they'll throw mud across the aisle at each other. And it will end up uh, in my uh, mailbox on our street corners. And I don't know if you've gone through this yet. It is driving me nuts. Mike, have you received any uh, text from anybody? Okay, so 
I have started receiving texts that are apparently part of the political advertising apparatus, uh, getting the names out there. And it one came from it. It was a number I didn't recognize. And I won't na- say the name of the, the candidate, but it was basically an attack on one of the candidates. It just out of the blue, just kind of, you know, it was kind of like, um, let me see. If there really was a dark side, this guy would be part of it. He's Darth Vader's, you know, alter ego. He's really, really bad. Don't vote for this guy. I just, and then right after, it just comes this little innocuous, if you'd like to opt out of this text, (laughs) right? Opt out and send back. I couldn't get it done fast enough. Then I had another one in the same thing. It was actually, it was from the, uh, it was from the other party. It was just kind of like, And it was the same thing. This person is horrible. If you elect them, the apocalypse will be that much closer. And you know what happens is, and it's it's interesting, is after tonight, other than your nonpartisan races, which are your your judges, circuit court judges, and your school board members, at least in Hillsborough County, after tonight, those people have to make up. They have to go to their next uh, soiree and fundraiser or, you know, meeting if you're a Republican Party member, you have to go to your next GOP of Hillsborough or GOP of Sarasota or, you know, Republican Party of Sarasota. You have to go and be in that room with that person that you just sent the, he is the son of Darth Vader, but it's not Luke. It's the one who's really, really bad. That's what has to happen. And I don't know how they do it. Somehow they do it. And by the time we get to the election in November, everybody will be friends and united for whichever side that they're on. I don't know how it works. Where are we in the middle of that? Later on during the program, we're going to talk with Dr. Stephen Rummage, pastor of Bell Shoals Baptist Church, about how we as Christians participate in uh, the election process, how we participate in influencing our country through politics, and how we do that in a godly manner. That conversation is coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. A couple of other things out in the news today. Uh, This shooting that took place in Jacksonville over the weekend at the Madden uh, gaming uh, contest there. Some connections here to the Tampa Bay area, and also some news in regards to the actual shooter, David Katz, 24 years old had twice been hospitalized for mental illness. And we're seeing this again and again and again. Now, I believe there are issues that may be conservative or liberal issues. I believe there are issues that Christians, specifically evangelical Christians, take one track on, and that's the track you've really got to take biblically. When we look at guns and we look at violence and we look at mental health, this is one of those areas, I think, that you can have an opinion on either side of the line, if there is an either side of the line, and it doesn't necessarily reflect um, on your faith. If you are, hey, man, pro-gun, open carry, let's just walk around the street with bazookas, um, that's not necessarily, or a Christian point of view, or not not necessarily— Same with if you feel like every gun should be ground up and thrown in the sea and every bullet destroyed, again, you can be a Christian and hold that viewpoint. But here's 
one of the things that is frustrating to me, and I think sometimes pro-gun advocates do get it right when they say, hey, why don't we enforce the laws that we have? We saw this here in the state of Florida in terms of the state not really checking out on some of these forms that people were filing when they were buying a weapon. Some of these forms that were going to Tallahassee, uh, I believe it's the Department of Agriculture, were just kind of being pushed off to the side. They found that there wasn't really anybody in the office who knew how to fill out those forms properly. And it ended up that you know several people who really had no business possessing a firearm possessed a firearm. And the same with mental health health issues. This should come up in um, FBI background checks on a federal level. It should show up on a local level. Gun owners, by and large, I think, or gun, rather gun sellers do their best to do the right paperwork. I was talking with a friend of ours down in Sarasota who owns a gun shop. And I said, hey, man, show me the form. And he did. He showed me the form that you have to fill out when you buy a firearm. And it is extensive. There's a lot of little blocks that you either got to type in or you've got to pen in. There is specific, hey, have you ever been hospitalized for mental illness? There's some places there for you to lie, really. I mean, if you really want one. And I said, well, what happened? So I fill out this form. He goes, well, you know, they plug that in and it comes back in about, oh, a good 30 seconds. And I just, I have to wonder, can you in 30 seconds really get to that place where you need to be in terms of vetting people who just really, again, have no business having a firearm, having that available? Um, and it is a matter of some of those, some of those, uh, you know, rules are in place. Some of those things are supposed to be happening, and they're not. So as we have this continuing, ongoing discussion, there is a place where we have to look and go, okay, we have laws. We're supposed to have red flags. How come the red flags aren't popping up? And there comes another discussion, too. So somebody 20 years ago struggles with anxiety or has uh, some type of breakdown, 20 years later, they seem to be okay. They want to own a firearm. What happens with that, too? There's still such a huge ongoing conversation about this that really doesn't... It, you can be on, again, you can be on either multiple or any side of this issue as a believer, but it is a conversation that we need to continue, and I hope that we do. And I'm just tired of this happening in Florida. I, I hate to say it. I am a Christian. I love... Our country, I love the people who have been affected by these things, but it saddens me that those who may oppose people of faith almost begin to see that thoughts and prayers does become a cliche because it becomes, well, thoughts and prayers, but what do we do about it? So hopefully we continue that conversation and it's affected us right here in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, professional gamer Timothy Anselimo was at that tournament and was wounded several times, hit several times. Uh, thankfully, uh, a restaurant worker helped get him to safety. He was shot three times, once through the chest, near his hip, 
And then he was hit in the hand, and it passed through, injuring his thumb and middle finger. And so, uh, you know, this this is something that touches base right here, right now, and right where we are. And finally, as we get ready to go to break, should be an interesting uh, time watching the polls tonight. Probably the biggest race, the most prominent race uh, that stands before us primary-wise is for the Florida governor's mansion. We've got Adam Putnam, of course, a longtime uh, political figure here in the Tampa Bay area. He's held multiple offices. Uh, He's running for governor. His opponent is Ron DeSantis. Adam Putnam, grassroots, been out visiting, treading, walking, hanging out door flyers, shaking hands, kissing babies, uh, all of that. Ron DeSantis, not really making those visits, really relying on what President Trump has said about him, that endorsement, uh, his appearances on Fox News. So we kind of have to see what wins out. Do, do grassroots win out or is it simply a matter of publicity? And uh, if you are a person who supports Donald Trump, do you immediately rubber stamp the candidates that he puts forward and says, these are the guys that I think are going to help carry out what my vision for this country is. We'll be interested to see what happens with that and see who either of these two face on the other side of the aisle coming up in November. Interesting. Hey, listen, uh, we're heading to the movies next Tuesday night. I hope you'll come with me. Going to see God Bless the Broken Road at AMC West Shore. Need to sign up at letstalkfaith.com. It's a 7 o'clock showing, but you need to get there early because seats fill up first come, first serve. I'm going to hang out with you. I got to watch God Bless the Broken Road. A little preview of it the other day. Great movie. And a surprise actor in that, uh, LaDainian Tomlinson, former NFL great running back. And you know what? Seeing him in the movie, not a horrible actor. I was pleasantly surprised. Coming up next, our friends from Focus and the Family uh, check in with us as we look at some of the legal issues of the day, some things happening with Catholic charities in Buffalo, ending adoption and foster services, and we'll tell you why next. Here on Faith Talk, 570, 910, and FM 102.1. Be right back. For a new job? Don't miss Career Showcase's special evening hiring event this Thursday evening, August 30th, 5 to 7 p.m. at the Holiday Inn West Shore, 700 Northwest Shore Boulevard in Tampa. Company representatives will be on hand hiring for sales, management, marketing, IT, customer service, and more. Pre-register now at careershowcase.com and be sure to be at the Holiday Inn West Shore, 700 Northwest Shore Boulevard in Tampa, Thursday night from 5 to 7 for the free Career Showcase evening hiring event. Details at careershowcase.com. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies in a Capsule. I've got uh, enclosing spondylitis, which is a arthritic disease, calcification of the major joints and spine, and I just don't have the pain that I used to have. It's really kind of uh, amazing. Balance of Nature has been an amazing product. Uh, I've recommended it to literally hundreds. I'm a pastor, and I've said, y'all, just try it. Give it, give it a month. Give it a try. And so hopefully they have. But uh, it's it's an amazing product, and uh the neatest thing is when you first open up that bottle and you can smell the fruits and vegetables. I, every time I open one, I just get a big kick out of that. When you call, use discount code NOW and we'll take 35% off your first preferred set of fruits and veggies and have them shipped to you free. Call 800 246 That's one 800 
2468751 or go online to balanceofnature.com and use discount code now. Saturday afternoons at 4:30. Join Pastor John Couch for This Day in the Word. He says, if you really want to run hard after me, lay everything on your altar and put your Isaac on the altar and back away and say, God, this is your deal. This is for your praise and your glory, man. I'm all about you. I'm in. This Day in the Word with Pastor John Couch. Saturday afternoons at 4.30 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. is just one giant lesson plan. I'm Bill Carl. You're listening to Faith Talk 570910 FM 102.1. So I'm sure I've mentioned it to you before, but my wife, Missy, is a school teacher. Uh, of course, Zach and Sarah. Zach is in uh, seventh grade this year. Sarah is doing third grade. A little trouble getting out of the house this morning. Sarah stayed up a little late last night by accident, and uh, we spent that whole ride this morning why do I have to go to school? Well, because we want you to be educated. But why do we have to go to school? I'm tired. She'll be fine by tonight. It'll all be good. It'll all be golden. And you know what? I have to say, it's been a smoother school year than it certainly was last year for us for any number of reasons. I think um, you know the kids are maturing. They're getting a better grip on the disciplines of homework and the disciplines of study and, and, and all these type of things. The schedule is a little bit easier. The way our time stuff is working out, it, it, it works out better. And it just seems to be doing, you know, it's just smoother. And, and smooth is not always the watchword for school at our house because, again, we have two students and we have a teacher and uh somebody's working on something pretty much all the time. If you could know how many dioramas I've been involved in. Yes. But listen, maybe you're not experiencing a great year at school. Maybe already you know that this isn't going to work. You feel like you're going to waste the next uh, 10 months of your child's life for whatever reason it is. It may be the... The curriculum isn't what it should be. It may be that uh, you're not a, a big fan of the instructional personnel. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm the husband of a teacher. I always side with the teacher, but I get it. I had a few along the way that uh, were a little salty. Maybe, it, maybe your child is in an environment where they're not getting spiritually what they need. Maybe everything that you're teaching at home gets kind of thrown back in their face. And they're, maybe it's even worse than that. Maybe it's not even that it's thrown back in their face. Maybe they on their own really struggle to stand for the Lord when the tide is going the other way and they just want to kind of go with the other tide and you know you have to step in. I just want to let you know it is not too late. If, if you are in that place, you still have a chance right now. You could jump in right now and make that difference. And I talk about this often in the morning, but I'll, 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 I'll 
expand on it here. Uh, at ChristianTuitions.com, and that is our website, by the way. That's not a third-party website. It's not some type of merchant thing set up by somebody else. We started ChristianTuitions.com during the the depth of the recession because so many parents who had chosen a Christian education for their child, a private Christian education due to financial circumstances, were having to back out of that. They were having to choose between uh, maybe bread on the table and the right books and the right classroom environment. And so we started that then, and it has, over the years, become such a popular uh, blessing and tool to so many. And you can do it today. There are a number of schools. I mean, all the way up Newport Ritchie, down into Sarasota. I know out into East Hillsboro uh, County and further out from there. We have uh, worked with a number of great Christian schools to say, tell you what, your first year's tuition We'll do it at half off. If the school's tuition is $6,000 a year, you're going to pay $3,000 for that year. If it's uh, if it's $2,000 a year, you're going to pay $1,000 a year. It really is. It is 50% off. And what that does is it allows you, as a mom and a dad, uh, to, to figure it out. You know, you get into that first year. You figure it out. You do the half off. And then you have that whole year to kind of put it together in your strategy and to trust the Lord and to pray uh, for the resources to continue in that. And we've had so many stories over the years. We had a lady, and I'm not kidding, down in Sarasota. It was Sarasota Christian School. This has been a couple of years now, so uh, the story details may be a little bit foggy. But they wanted their daughter to go to Christian school, and right as they were going to do that, they found out that the mom had been stricken with uh, with leukemia. and But they still, on faith, wanted their daughter to go to a Christian school. They found the website, christiantuitions.com. They heard about it. They saw Sarasota Christian. They, on faith, went ahead and enrolled their daughter at half off while the mother received treatment. And now I want to say it's been, I want to say two or three years later, mom is uh, in remission, cancer-free. And her daughter has just excelled and blossomed at that school. And I love that story uh, for several reasons. One, obviously, because it's true. And two, because it so illustrates that ability, that, that blessing, when you need it most. So check it out today, ChristianTuitions.com. That's ChristianTuitions.com. So one of the conversations that's hard to have right now is what do you do when you're a faith-based agency? What do you do when you are uh, pursuing the work of the Lord? And maybe that work involves uh, providing food or water in an impoverished community, or maybe that work is developmental. You're, you're preaching the gospel, but it is directed through, through a practical means. Maybe you uh, help build churches uh, in a third world country, or you... Uh, help educate, or you provide social services. This is one of the big questions as our society has shifted, as things that were not once accepted have become accepted, like uh, homosexuality and transgenderism. All of these these issues have now become kind of part of the common flow. What do you do when the government says to you this wonderful service that you are providing 
you have to do so within a scope that allows for things that you know run contrary to God's word. Now, we've seen this with the cake battles and this type of thing. We're going to talk with uh, Bruce House Connect from Focus and the Family. He's a judicial analyst. Catholic Charities of Buffalo has ended adoption services, ended foster services to avoid placing kids with gay couples. So many uh, organizations like this, faith-based organizations over the years, have been utilized by local state governments to fulfill their mandate to provide services like this um, in those localities. For years, we worked with, when I was in food service, we worked with Catholic Social Services to provide food to children in need during the summer months when school wasn't in session. So what happens now? Now, no adoption, no foster services. Man, where's the balance in this? And how can we stand for what we believe and minister to the world? Big question. Bruce House Connect is going to help us with that next here on The Bill Carl Show. Thanks for listening. So good to hurt so bad. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. A proposal to rename the Senate's oldest office building for John McCain has received bipartisan support. But Majority Leader Mitch McConnell slowed things down a bit today when he said it is not the only option as they consider ways to honor their former colleague who passed away over the weekend after a battle with brain cancer. The White House says it's going to be looking into possible regulation of Google searches. The president tweeting that Google is skewing its search results to favor leftist and uh, liberal political rhetoric and shutting out good news about his White House and his accomplishments. On Wall Street, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was a little higher at the closing bell, up by 14 points at 26,064. The high-tech Nasdaq up by 12 points at 8,030. And the S&P 500 was up by 78 points. New record high close for both the Nasdaq and the S&P 500. This is SRN News. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. The passing of Senator John McCain reminded me of why I feel proud to be a Republican. Beginning in 1980, the GOP fielded nine presidential nominees, each of whom displayed exemplary patriotism and fundamental decency. Ronald Reagan and George Herbert Walker Bush both ran for president three times. And Bob Dole, George W. Bush, John McCain and Mitt Romney campaigned for the White House two times each. Win or lose, these candidates won respect, even affection, from those who opposed them as well as from supporters. Despite many disagreements over policy, the bipartisan praise for Senator McCain for noble service to his country reflects his noble character. May the Republican Party continue to exemplify the principal tradition of character counts. I'm Michael Medved. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. America's unique graduate leadership degree offered on its most beautiful campus. 
Wondering why your relationships are strained? Now you don't have to think hard nor long to understand that stress levels are tied to the highs and lows of relationships. That's Pastor Philip DeCourcy from Know the Truth Radio talking about the effects of stress on friendships and marriages. Learn how to lower the stress in your life with Pastor Philip's free download of his series, Less Stress. You can get your free download of Less Stress by Philip DeCourcy at letstalkfaith.com keyword stress. There was a tiny crack in the corner of Mike's glass Spreading like a spider across his windshield He wasn't worried, his first thought was a new free windshield And cash on the spot He called 813-96-GLASS 813-96-GLASS If it's chipped or cracked, we'll buy it back We turn your broken glass into cold hard cash Auto Glass America cash back with comprehensive insurance saturday afternoons at five join us for the universe next door with dr tom woodward so what we're seeing here is just an amazing explosion of new evidence and new analysis showing that it doesn't fit the darwinian theory by any way shape or form the universe next door with dr tom woodward Saturday afternoons at 5 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Okay, so five tacos of cheese and a large soda. That's $10,012. Please drive around. 10000 what? It's obvious you're buzzed and driving. I've only had a few. I'm fine. Yeah, the food's 12 bucks, but getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Please drive around. Actually, just park and come in. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. There's always a better way. There's always a bridge that needs crossing. There's always the straight and the narrow. Welcome back to the Bill Carl Show. Thank you for listening to Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. Also, you can listen using the Faith Talk app. Really nice to download, easy to listen, and lots of other little active resources on there. Hey, check it out. October 11th is our Pastor's Appreciation Day. Now, if you're not a pastor, you're saying, Bill, why are you telling me this? I cannot come and be appreciated. But it is important for you, A, to appreciate your pastor, and B, to let him know about this event, because it really is. And we'll talk some more about this with Stephen Rummage a little bit later on in the program today. It really is an an all-day opportunity for your pastor to feel loved. And a lot of times, believe it or not, pastors struggle with a loneliness that you cannot even imagine. You cannot imagine how hard it is sometimes to be following God's calling, to be getting that three o'clock phone call for the car wreck, or to do that funeral, or to pray, or to, to give, 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 give. And you would be surprised at how often people don't remember to give back. And I'm not talking about money. Okay, I'm not talking about cash. I'm talking about uh, after the message. Hey, I really appreciated that message, Pastor. Uh, after uh, that children's program, Pastor, I know that these things are hard for everybody to pull off. Thank you for, for doing that. Just taking time to recognize your pastor as a person, 
and to be kind to them. And pastors' families struggle too. I mean, I, over the years, as I've been around ministry for goodness since uh, the late 80s, you don't know sometimes after sitting around a pastor's dinner table what somebody had the nerve to say to a pastor's wife about her dress or their children or, you know, the the backhanded compliment. Hey, that was a really great message. You know who I really like, though, is the pastor that I just saw on TV or, or heard on the radio. So l- let your pastor know that you love him and tell him that on October 11th at Armature Works, we have an event for him. He can come out at 930 in the morning for equipping sessions, all types of things going on. Thanks to our friends at Word of Life and EDI Travel. A great lunch. And Dr. Mark Bailey, who is the president of Dallas Theological Seminary, will be giving the keynote address. And pastors, I got to tell you, I see guys every year, and it's the one time they see each other, and they can hug each other's neck, and they can kind of just let down their guard for a minute and kick back and enjoy a great time together. Pastor, if you want to come, we want you to be there. All you have to do is RSVP at letstalkfaith.com. Well, we talked about this before going into the break. It is sad when so many of the the faith-based agencies that this country has utilized over time to provide services like foster care and adoption are having to shut it down because they're being forced into uh, providing those services in a way that goes against Scripture, that goes against uh, our biblical convictions. Right now, the Catholic Charities Uh, of Buffalo has ended adoption, foster services to avoid placing kids with gay couples. And this isn't just uh, in Buffalo. This has happened across the country over the last few years. Uh, Adoption agencies, uh, Bethany Christian Services in Philadelphia and Catholic Social Services were informed this year that they have to change their policies on same-sex couples if they want to continue contracting with the city. Here to talk about that from Focus and the Family, we've had him on again recently uh, the judicial analyst for Focus is Bruce House Connect. Bruce, thanks for joining us. Hey, Bill, good to be with you again. You and I just keep diving right in. Last time it was uh, Roe versus Wade, and now we're talking about adoption and gay couples. Someday you and I just need to talk. Oh, I don't know football or something. <laughs> I'd look forward to that. <laughs> okay, so so first of all, I've kind of outlined what's going on here, but anything I missed, or can you give some more structure to our conversation? Sure. Uh, Catholic Charities and others, other faith-based organizations, have been in the child welfare business going back 100 years or mm-hmm. more in various cities around the country. Uh, the most recent to bump into the so-called uh, non-discrimination laws involving sexual orientation was Buffalo. And the Buffalo Catholic Charities organization is going to stop um, offering adoption and foster, cha- foster care services because it feels it cannot comply with the state non-discrimination law as it, as it uh, applies to sexual orientation because Catholic charities and other faith-based adoption and foster care agencies only uh, adopt out their children to uh, a man and a wife, a, a uh, they do not. Uh, they do not uh, work with same-sex couples, and they're upfront about that because it conflicts with their their uh, theological beliefs and spiritual beliefs, and even scientific beliefs about marriage and what's best for a child. 
this has been going on a while. You know, started in Boston mm-hmm. in 2006, San Francisco the same year, Washington, D.C., they went out of business in 2010, Illinois, they were driven out of business in 2011, Philadelphia earlier this year, um, and there's a lawsuit involving Catholic charities there, and just now Buffalo is the most recent addition, and all involving um, religious conscience, what's the best, what's in the best interest of children, and uh, sexual orientation. So and it's so tragic on so many levels because for so many years, and you use that over a hundred years, you know, our country and a lot of our state and local governments have relied upon faith-based providers to step into the gap. I mean, really, these are organizations that have said we're going to put our money where our mouth is. We're going to take our faith and we're going to use that to be a motivator uh, to impact our communities, to provide uh, help for those in need of help, to be fathers to the fatherless, to to look out for the widow and the orphan. And you find yourself kind of hogtied now and everybody loses the the obviously the the ministry loses that ability to impact the community for Christ. The municipality loses that service that they've relied on for so many years. I was saying before you came on when I was in college, I worked for a food service. Our contract to feed children uh, who were malnourished during the summers when school was out was through Catholic social services. They are and have been and many have been uh, stalwarts in the community in terms of knowing how to provide these services efficiently, to do a good job at it, and to do it with some level of conscience. And, of course, it's a it's a horrible thing for these children now who are in the system and that mechanism for getting them into a home has to be rebuilt from the ground up. Well, that's exactly right. And and I would say that uh, faith-based organizations like Catholic Charities, they meet a need in the community, uh, both with birth mothers and families looking for children to adopt, because they want that faith component in there. Uh, they want a mother who who wants uh, to adopt a child out to a Christian family or vice versa. And and so they, these organizations specialize in that, and they do a better job than the, than the state mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> organizations do. So it it's, has been a win-win all these years up to this point, and now it's all about uh, eradicating the uh, conscience rights of religious people in every sphere of public life, and whether it's a baker in Colorado or – uh, adoption agency in New York. And, and so what, what are some of the, because not everybody has said, I'm going to, okay, we're going to stop doing this. Others who've been in that same place have, have said, well, we'll keep doing it. But now we, uh, we're losing kind of our distinctive. We're losing our ability to say this is right and this is wrong. And that's, that's damaging as well. Yes. A lot of, um, a lot of these agencies have chosen to, uh, basically knuckle under to the uh, pressure Mm -hmm. um, to receive the state money to stay in business. Otherwise, they may have to close their doors, and so they've made a hard choice. I know in Philadelphia uh, there were two different uh, organizations involved. Catholic Charities chose to uh, bring a lawsuit based on the First Amendment and other protections, uh, saying that what the city did there was wrong. But uh, another uh, Christian services uh, uh, organization there said, okay, we're, gonna, we're going to stop doing this until we can get the law changed uh, in, in Pennsylvania to allow us to do it again. So one chose the legislative route. The other chose litigation. It's, it's, it's really a hard place to put these faith-based organizations in. 
Well, and I want to talk about who's doing what in terms of taking this to Capitol Hill. But apart from that, what can happen on a local level to make sure that that people are able to do what God has called them to do? I mean, is this is this indeed something? And I know that Tony Perkins and Russell Moore are uh, calling on Congress to do some legislative uh, safeguards. Is, is that really alone what it will take to make this uh, make this right? There are two ways. Uh, one is the federal level that you just mentioned, uh, the Child Welfare Provider Inclusion Act that, that's pending on Capitol Hill. But states uh, can get involved, too. Michigan, for example, uh, passed a law protecting their welfare providers, child welfare providers. Of course, now they've been in a lawsuit ever since with that the ACLU has brought, saying that um, – they can't do that. The state of Michigan is are themselves violating the First Amendment by trying to protect child welfare providers. It really has turned the First Amendment on its head. They're going after the faith-based organizations instead of allowing the First Amendment to protect them. Mm-hmm. So state, state possibilities. Um, and the several states, well, about half the states have still resisted adding sexual orientation to their non-discrimination clauses. And, and if that can be avoided, then these, these agencies will have no problem operating uh, according to their faith principles. And again, it would be such a, such a shame to see all of these go down. And you're right. I mean, because so many of them, uh, with the best of intentions and the best motive, and that that faith component, you know, they're they are willing to. I don't know if suffer is a word or be inconvenienced on behalf of these children, whereas sometimes when you get into it, just a pure state bureaucracy, the bureau of we're going to get these kids taken care of, you lose some of that compassion, you lose that ability to respond to the needs of the parties involved, and you find yourself in a place where it just becomes, you know. 152, pull your tap, 153, you know what I mean? There's just, that's, I think that's probably the biggest tragedy of all of it uh, when you really take a look at it all. I agree with that. Uh, When you have people who are engaged in this activity because of their faith, and they're looking out for the interests of the child from a spiritual perspective as well as from a physical and bodily perspective, uh, you have uh, all-around supportive agency behind you, whereas, as you're right, uh, if, if you have the equivalent of the DMV taking care of the state's foster and, uh, and adoptive children, uh, you're going to have a certain amount of bureaucratic uh, disregard for the, the real needs of the kids. Okay. Bruce House Connect joins us from Focus on the Family. Hey, Bruce, we're going to take a break here. You mind coming back with me and talking a little bit about Focus on the Family and some of the resources and things that you're able to provide there to help families as they navigate uh, adoption, as they navigate uh, what it means to welcome a child? Sure. I'd be happy to. Great. I'm Bill Carl. You're listening to The Bill Carl Show here on Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. You can listen online at letstalkfaith.com. And for more from Focus on the Family, listen weekday mornings at 7 and at focusonthefamily.com. Be back in a moment.
you're paying too much for your health insurance, listen carefully. Due to recent changes in the law, you could be overpaying $500 or more per month on your health care. There are new, more affordable health care options with better coverage. These plans are exempt from the Affordable Care Act and now open to everyone. Health care options with better benefits, costing 30 to 60% less than Obamacare plans and giving you the freedom to see almost any doctor or hospital in the country. Forbes calls this the health care plan that is saving families $20,000 a year. And over 1 million Americans have already taken advantage of this game-changing health care program. Call 800-239-7174 now to find out how much you'll save. Employers, you too can save 50% or more on group medical insurance with health sharing. Our licensed advisors can take away all the stress of finding the right plan for your needs and budget. Best of all, our service is free. This one call could be the best decision you make this year, so don't delay. Call now to see how much you can save. For your free quote, call 800-239-7174. That's 800-239-7174. 800-239-7174. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-340-5765. 1-800-340-5765. That's 1-800-340-5765. I have to push in the back of my thinking. I have to push back pain. God has a plan for every aspect of your life, including the end. Johnny Erickson Tata shares about this on Focus on the Family Minute. I have to find something that's more interesting, that demands my focus, that's more engaging than my pain. And what is it? First Peter chapter 3, verse 8. I don't want to diminish my eternal estate. I don't want to jeopardize it. I want to live life well. I want to live life well. I think that is dying with dignity because we're all dying each and every day. We mm. die to self each and every day, right? But we rise to Jesus and we're all preparing for that final exit. And I just want to make certain that my death will be a good death because I have lived well. Living well allows you to die well. And you can hear more insights from Johnny today at familyminute.org. Your child is back in school, and you already know that this isn't working out. The values, the curriculum, the influences, it's just not the right fit. It's not too late to make a change. Choose from the finest Christian schools in Tampa Bay with half-off tuition at ChristianTuitions.com. A private Christian school could be the key to success in your child's education and in life. Choose the right school for your child and get half-off tuition at ChristianTuitions.com. ChristianTuitions.com. Hi, this is Dan Celia from Financial Issues. I want to remind you that every day from 9 to noon, Financial Issues, we're going to take your financial questions. You're going to hear about the economy. You're going to hear a little bit about politics as it relates to the economy and your ability to be a good steward of all that God has given you. Financial Issues with Dan Celia. Weekdays, 9 to noon on our sister station, AM 1380, The Biz. 
Welcome back to the Bill Carl Show here on Faith Talk, 570, 910-FM 102.1. And the thunder is rolling outside. I can hear it right side of our studios here in the West Shore District. So uh, beware of that as you're uh, heading home and maybe heading to the polls, but do not let it stop you from casting your vote if you have not uh, thus done so. There are so much at stake right now, not just uh, the primaries in terms of who's running against who going into November, but you have uh, judge uh, ships up for, for grabs right now. You have school board seats that are nonpartisan seats. It's important that you get out and the people that you feel like best articulate your values and the values of the faith community, that those are heard, that that vote is made. And so before 7 o'clock, get there and get her done. And listen, I don't mean to lecture you. But just I'll tell you what I'll do. I will share my experience. I talked about this uh, at the top of the hour. I finally did the voting early thing, and it was the best ever. I I live around the block from one of the libraries where they had this set up in Hillsborough County. And I walked over my flip-flops and a Captain America T-shirt and red shorts, and I did my patriotic duty, and it took me all of five minutes. So go on out there. And get it done. And then we'll look forward to new political stuff in our mailboxes as opposed to the old political stuff that we've been experiencing uh, through the primary season. Hey, joining us uh, back uh, for this segment is Bruce House Connect. He's a judicial analyst for Focus on the Family. We've been talking about specific case Catholic Charities of Buffalo has ended adoption foster services to avoid placing kids with gay couples and in city after city. Uh, faith-based agencies that provide adoption services, fostering services, and other services are either having to shut down or they're having to capitulate uh, to accommodate a way of life and to accommodate um, things that just are not biblical and to make that part of who they are or lose their state funding, lose their ability to provide those services. And it is just heartbreaking for children. It is heartbreaking for families. It is uh, going to cause huge snags in terms of the services and the things that uh, just government, a merciful government can provide to those who are in need to be father to the fatherless, to be there for the widow and the orphan. And so, Bruce, as we talk about that, bring in focus on the family and what are some of the resources that are available to families through you, I know that you are connected to so many different avenues for people to be able to interact, to adopt, to have help uh, from those who espouse Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Yes, on the on the program side, we have a very uh, successful program called Wait No More. We uh, go out and work with uh, local churches around the country to hold seminars where people who are kind of interested in adoption get together, come, you know, come together and learn what it takes to uh, adopt a child and, and uh, kind of begin the process or maybe just find out if it's for them. And so these, these uh, uh, seminars have been going on around the country now for several years, and they're, and they're very well received. And there are lots more kids with forever homes today because parents came, found out uh, what the program was about, and uh, really took the first step in, in, in uh, that forever home that these kids need. So, 
you know, if you uh, if you want to find out more about that, you can go to the focusonthefamily.com and and just type in adoption or wait no more, and you can find out more about that. On the policy side, of course, we have our social issues page where we talk about things like the federal law, the Child Welfare Provider Inclusion Act, which would, as a, at the federal level, where, uh, it, where the money is coming from, it would prevent the discrimination that we're seeing at the state level against uh, faith-based providers. So that's necessary, but until we get a, uh, more people in the Senate with a view that agrees with that, that law, I don't think that law is going to go anywhere. But it, it, that's why we need to get out there and, and elect people who will uh, respect both the rule of law as well as the freedom of religion in this country. So that's what we've got cooking. Well, it sounds like you guys are addressing it from all angles. Bruce House Connect joins us from Focus in the Family, judicial analyst. Uh, if you'd like to uh, learn more, go to FocusOnTheFamily.com. And, of course, you can listen every weekday morning at 7 o'clock here on Faith, to Faith Talk. You know, I just think, Bruce, that adoption and foster care within the Christian community is such a powerful testimony, particularly those who are not believers yet. And maybe their beef or their their perceived beef with the church is that, well, you guys are all talk and no walk. I think when they see a family like Tony Dungy's family who lives here in the Tampa Bay area, not just adopt one, not just two or three, but to have multiple adoptions and uh, to provide homes for these kids or a pastor of mine who has now gone on in the Grand Rapids area, Craig Reese and his wife, uh, Vibka, who uh, have adopted several children that they fostered. It provides such a powerful, heartfelt testimony. And I'm just glad to know that Focus in the Family supports that type of thing. We certainly do. We certainly do. It really puts uh, feet to your faith to, uh, in, to engage in that kind of thing and to watch, uh, watch other folks around you do the same. Amen. Bruce, thanks for joining us. And thank you for listening to The Bill Carl Show. We'll be back in just a few moments with Dr. Stephen Rummage from Bell Shoals Baptist Church here on this Tuesday. Bodie Taney, author of the incredible best-selling Zion Chronicles and Zion Covenant series, returns to the setting of Israel in On the Mountain of the Lord, the first book in the new series, The Elijah Chronicles. In On the Mountain of the Lord, Taney teams up with Holy Land history expert Ray Bentley to give her dedicated historical fiction fans a thrilling story set in the world's most sacred and mysterious sites. Come along on a journey from London to the farthest corners of the world with Jack Garrison, a man who has lost his faith after a life altering and devastating event. Jack is sent on a fact-finding mission in Israel and Palestine, where he's attacked by radical Islamic terrorists and is being tracked down by an enemy who wants to stop him from finding the truth that the Bible's prophecy about the nation of Israel and the world's future is true and unfolding before his eyes. Order your copy of Bodie Taney and Ray Bentley's new book, On the Mountain of the Lord, Elijah Chronicles, at Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, and select Costco stores. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. 
The owner of a Texas company that makes untraceable 3D printed guns says that he has begun selling the blueprints through his website to anyone who wants to make one, despite a federal court order barring him from posting the plans online. Cody Wilson, who owns the company, says the court order has brought him a lot of publicity. All that's happened here because of this judge's order is perhaps a doubling or tripling of the valuation of my own company, of our economic power and our ability to deliver files to these people. The name of our company is Defense Distributed. Uh, I see nothing but the ability to totally fulfill the objective contained in the name of my organization. Wilson says he's already received some 400 orders for the blueprints. He said he'll sell the plans for as little as a penny to anyone in the U.S. who wants them. An emotional Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina has paid tribute to his longtime friend, the late Senator John McCain. It is going to be a lonely journey for me for a while. I'm going to need your help and the void to be filled by John's passing is more than I can do. Graham told colleagues on the Senate floor that if they want to help the country, they should be more like John McCain. President Trump went after Google today saying that the Internet giant and other high-tech companies are suppressing conservative views. I think what Google and what others are doing, if you look at what's going on at Twitter, if you look at what's going on in Facebook, uh, they better be careful because you're, you can't do that to people. You can't do it. We have tremendous, we have literally thousands and thousands of complaints coming in, and you just can't do that. Google is denying President Trump's claims. On Wall Street, the Dow by 14 points to 26,064. The Nasdaq rose 12. The S&P advanced 1. Crude oil down 34 cents to $68.53 a barrel. More on these stories at townhall.com. Pat Boone here again for Relief Factor, the company that's helping thousands of people, just like my wife Shirley and me, deal with all kinds of occasional aches and pains. For years, Shirley struggled with her neck and her shoulder pain kept her from sleeping through the night. A lot of people, just like Shirley, struggle with aches and pains due to aging or exercise. Why don't you order the three-week quick start? It's now only $19.95, and let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. Are you a responsible person who finds yourself growing deeper in credit card debt? Then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity Debt Management will consolidate your accounts and work with your creditors. You'll save thousands and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976. Iran looks to strengthen its ties to Syria. The latest from the media lines, Michael Friedson. Following two days in Damascus, Iranian Defense Minister Amir Khatami left behind a blueprint for confrontation, organizing Syria into an axis of resistance comprised of the Assad regime, the Islamic Republic, and its agent forces led by Hezbollah. Khatami warned an attack on Syria or Iran would be met by the force of Tehran's military and terror proxies. On the receiving end of the Iranian threat is the United States and Israel, which has been striking deep inside of Syria to destroy weapons weapons convoys delivering arms and warehouses stockpiling missiles. The big unknown remains Russia's Putin, who said last week that he basically agrees that Iranian forces need to leave Syria. The Iranians over a close relationship of their own with Moscow. I'm Michael Friedson, Town Hall News, Jerusalem. News and analysis at themedialine.org and townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Sapiro 
who is investigating child sex abuse at the hands of Catholic priests in western Pennsylvania, tells NBC's Today Show the Vatican knew about it. We have evidence that the Vatican had knowledge of the cover-up. I can't specifically speak to Pope Francis. And he says child abuse is never acceptable at any level. I think the broader issues here with the Vatican knowing about this, with church leaders knowing about it, and the reaction you've seen, not just from Catholics, but Americans and people all across the globe, is just a fundamental disappointment and anger in institutions. Cardinal Donald Wuerl, now of Washington, D.C., was Archbishop of Pittsburgh during the critical period. He's denied that they covered up the abuse. Soft drink giant Coca-Cola says it's acquiring Moxie, a long-lived and beloved New England soda brand that's the official state beverage of Maine. Moxie's been around since the 19th century. More on these stories at townhall.com. This hour of the Bill Bunkley Show is brought to you by EDI Travel. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice at the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain. Welcome back to the Bill Carl Show. Thanks for joining us here on Faith Talk 570, 910, FM 102.1. Sitting here with one of my favorite pastors, Dr. Stephen Rummage, the host of Moving Forward here on Faith Talk, weekday mornings at uh, 9 o'clock. And, uh, of course, Stephen, we're hoping to see you. I know you're going to be at the Pastors Appreciation Luncheon coming up October 11th. That is at uh, Armature Works with uh, Dr. Mark Bailey from Dallas Theological Seminary. I'm kind of excited about that. I, I, you running in your circles and me just kind of being on the outside of that, it's one of those places I've always heard about. What were you doing your degree? Dallas Theological Seminary. So I'm kind of excited to see the, the face behind that. I am, and I'm also really always looking forward to being with all those pastors at that Pastors Appreciation Luncheon. It is, to me, one of the greatest events that I go to for pastors. There's just a great, great fellowship there, and the folks from Salem always treat us so well. So we're looking forward to that. Well, we're grateful to EDI Travel and Word of Life for helping out with the event this year. And it starts at 930 in the morning with equipping sessions and moves on all the way up until lunchtime and a great keynote speaker. And then I don't know if the ladies are doing it again this year. I have to check. But every year they seem to give away this amazing cruise. And every year I would think, I wish I could win that. But I can't. <laughs> well, you know, one time I brought a guy to the to that thing for the first time. The first and only time he came, he won a trip to Israel. Could not believe it. He was just so excited. So, so you just, were so happy for him. Were you a little covetous going back? I was all right. He was going to Israel. <laughs> well, listen, today is uh, primary elections day in the Tampa Bay area and, of course, in the outlying counties. And uh, as I was driving in to uh, be with you today, I saw all of the signs. And are you, are you a polling place here at Bell Shoals? We are. People come here and vote in this area. Okay. And so up until 7 o'clock tonight, if you haven't voted... You can do that. I got mine done two weeks ago at the library right by my house, and it took me all of five minutes. So that's a great hint for when we get to the uh, to the November elections. But let's talk about that because there's a couple of uh, dynamics that are part of the elections uh, as we see that there are things happening nationally uh, as we're looking to elect a senator. Um, we're putting uh, congressmen, I mean, the House and that. And there's also local races. And so Talk to me a little bit, as we're even in your program on, on a message about Christian citizenship, about really our obligation to be a part of that process and what we bring to that. Right. Well, first of all, every 
Christian and every citizen has an obligation to vote. Wow, it's incredible to think of the freedom that we have and the opportunity we have in our country to make a difference in where our country goes in the future as we go to the ballot box. And so that's something every Christian needs to exercise. That's a right and a privilege and a responsibility that's been entrusted to us. And so every Christian needs to be involved in that. And then I also am very thankful for Christians that have a particular calling on their lives, either to be very involved in the political process and sometimes also to run for political office and to be able to bring their influence and their Christian worldview and their faith in Christ to bring that to the public square uh, through public service. I think that's a very important thing to to do, and I think as a pastor and uh, and I think as a pastor, it's something I want to encourage people uh, to do and to be a part of. You know, one of the balances I think that we have as, as people of faith is to vote our principles, to vote uh, what we know to be true, and at the same time uh, to have a level of kindness and a level of winsomeness that our opponents see something different in this. I, I had a conversation with Ken Whitten about this not long ago, and he said, you know, Bill, he goes, particularly in our circles, he goes, what happens is, Sometimes the last people or the people that we're trying to evangelize, that we're trying to share Christ with, I mean, the way culture has divided itself, there's a really good high chance that they're going to be on the other side of a number of these issues. And how do we do that? Right. And we really have become so polarized. You know, people disagree with one another more than ever before, it seems, in our culture today. And certainly we want to reach every person with the gospel of Jesus Christ, not just people who already agree with us on certain political and cultural things. I think that's why winsomeness, kindness, and just a Christ-like spirit is so important for the church in general and then for uh, Christians as we engage in our culture and engage in political discussion. Now, here at Bell Shoals, already in this cycle, you've had the candidate forum. And really, it's an opportunity for anybody to come in and say, this is who I am. This is the office I'm running for. These are the things I believe. I would imagine that can make for some pretty interesting conversations in the run-up to the point where people get on stage to say hello. It does. It's very interesting. And uh, we're very thankful. We welcome all comers to come and and to greet uh, both our congregation and people from the community to come uh, and, and just hear who the candidates are. And so, you know, everyone can come. And we've had some very interesting conversations. But I I think it's important for us to know, to to find out who people are, to find out where they stand, to have an opportunity face-to-face, to to ask questions as those those opportunities arise. I think all of that is very healthy. And Bell Shoals has been glad to be a part of our community by hosting that for many years now. I think one of the factors in our political discussions – here in our area have to do with, you know, how does somebody's, how do somebody's principles play out uh, in the local races? And this is always a struggle because at least now I live in the city. Mm -hmm. And I was telling Kim when I came in, I said, I live in the city of Tampa, which runs a deep purple. Mm -hmm. I mean, they will elect uh, folks who are uh, maybe Democrats to certain offices without blinking an eye. And then in other races, the same people will vote for a conservative or a Republican heading that way. Mm -hmm. Here out in the county, out in East Hillsboro, it just seems to be a little more focused toward the conservative uh, side of that. Um, how do you? What's your sense of, of local races, and what are the important issues that confront maybe uh, our communities right now that we need to be cognizant of as we go to the booth? 
Well, I think for followers of Jesus Christ, something that we're very interested in is to make sure that in our community that we continue to have a culture where people can live out their faith in Jesus, where they can share the gospel freely, where there's not a lot of hindrances placed upon us or or things that keep us from being able to, to live out our faith openly. And then as believers, we need to take those opportunities and live out our faith openly. I think in many ways, our local officials have a greater influence on some of the things that we want to be able to do as followers of Christ in living our faith. Sometimes they have a greater influence on that as local leaders than some of our national leaders do. You know, the national leadership always gets the attention. The way we live our lives day by day is probably great, more greatly influenced by our local leaders. So it's really important to have people. For me as a follower of Christ, I want to have people in local leadership positions who either share my values or appreciate and respect my values. Well, i got to tell you, this has been a, a cycle of elections. By the way, we're with Dr. Stephen Rummage. He's a pastor of Bell Shoals Baptist Church, one of our polling sites in Hillsborough County, and the polls are open to 7 o'clock tonight. This has been a cycle for me where I've been more engaged than ever before. Man, I've been looking at who the judges are. I mean, I, you know, that's a nonpartisan issue, right. and you got to really dig deep to kind of figure it out because they can't really say too much. I know with your candidate forum here, that's a great way to get to know candidates. How are there, how how can we figure out who's who and what's what locally? Because that's a that's a, that's a struggle. Well, I think that's a good word, and I think sometimes it's helpful that we don't have that shorthand of this party or that party. Well, Republicans, so I'm just going to vote for every person who's Republican, and then not do any research to find out who that person really is. So sometimes nonpartisan elections help us to do what you just said to dig digger deeper and and to really find out some things that we need to find out about any candidate who's running. And so I think it's very helpful to us that candidates have websites where they will articulate their positions on different things. I think responsible voters should take some time to find out those things. There are voter guides that Christian organizations uh, produce that will at least provide a starting point for getting some of those answers, and I think that can be very helpful. I've found that to be very helpful over the years, just to take a sample ballot and then to go through and to see, well, what does this organization that stands for my convictions. What do they have to say about these candidates? And then what do these candidates have to say about themselves uh, so that we can really learn who they are? You know, one of the uh, things that we go through every election cycle, both in the primaries, and it's always interesting to see two people of the same party or same mind kind of duking it out. And then the national is that, you know, and I, as a voiceover talent, because I also do voice work, I'll get these scripts occasionally. And it's like, so-and-so smells like rotten eggs and you should never elect them. Because they use the wrong kind of jelly. You know, it's that that type of thing. As Christ followers, what are the boundary lines for us? Because, and I've had this conversation with others, you know, if if you're not a believer and you're either a conservative or a liberal or somewhere in the middle, wherever you're at politically, maybe the rules are a little different. You you kind of take the gloves off and go hard. Where is Christians, where is that line for us to, to kind of say what we need to say, but do that in a way that represents Christ well. You know, there are principles in the book of Ephesians that I think are applicable in every situation, and sometimes we sort of lay them at the door when we enter into the political realm, but we shouldn't. Just real simple things like speaking the truth in love. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Those principles are principles that we should carry with us everywhere. They do not require us at all to compromise our convictions 
and the truth of God's Word. But they do help us to communicate those convictions and to communicate that truth in such a way that Christ is honored and glorified. And also, going back to something we talked earlier about, it's also so that we can be winsome as we communicate to people. And uh, I think there's always a temptation to you know take the low road or to take the gloves off, whatever metaphor you want to use. There's always the temptation to communicate or to act in a way that may be truthful but is not loving or Christ-like. Right. And we, we are never given the option of not striking that balance. Wow. It's a, it's a challenge. But listen, we do have an obligation today to go out and vote, to make our voices heard, and to really vote what we believe about Jesus Christ and his influence in our communities. And I hope you'll do that today. And uh, Dr. Rummage, I'm so thankful for your time to spend with us and talk through this. And you want to follow Dr. Rummage on Twitter. It's at Stephen Rummage. That's a Twitter. That's a. I don't do a lot on Twitter because I just, and I've kind of come off social media a little bit because it's so contentious. But you're one of the ones that is definitely worth catching up on. Same here. I follow you. Thank you, Dr. Rummage. And thank you for joining us today on the Bill Carl Show. And right after moving forward, weekday mornings at 9 a.m. at 9.30, it's Know the Truth with Pastor Philip DeCourcy. Well, that's one of those guys you could hear talk forever just for that Irish. I'm not sure if it's Irish or Scottish or North Irish. It's somewhere in there, but uh, it makes you feel like you're watching Braveheart, but coming from Scripture. Freedom! All right. That's that's a little goofy. Uh, but here's here's what's going on with, uh, with Know the Truth. Uh, they have an opportunity for you to be blessed with a very special digital download from uh, Pastor Philip. It's his uh, series of messages, Less Stress, and it's based on Philippians chapter 4. And really, no matter where you're at in life, your age, your stage, I know we're all in that place of looking to reduce stress from our lives. Everything, it's faster than it's ever been. I mean, just the speed of information and all the things coming at us so quickly. So how do we get through that? How do we get through that external or internal pressure using God's proven principles. Well, I think this sermon series would go a long way uh, to help you in that regard. Some of the sermon titles include Knocking Heads Together, Sunny Souls, A Gentle Approach, Better Days Ahead, Voice Your Concern, A Word of Thanks, and Good Thoughts. So it really is a multi-sermon resource for you, and you can have it today. You can have a free digital download of Pastor Philip DeCourcy's series, Less stress, again, based on Philippians chapter 4. It's just something that he wants to give to you as a way of saying, hey, we honor uh, the Tampa Bay area. We're thankful for our listeners here and for those who support the ministry. So there you go. Well, thank you so much for supporting. I don't, I don't know. Are you supporting me? I don't, I'm not asking you for any money. Thank you for listening. How about that? We've got more on the Bill Carl Show to come here on Faith Talk 570, 910, FM 102.1. Back with more in a minute.
Bill Bunkley here for my friends at EDI Travel. If you're a pastor of a church or a leader of an organization who has ever dreamed about leading a trip to the Holy Land, be sure to consult with the professionals at EDI Travel, just named again for the third year in a row, the very best Holy Land tour company by TripAdvisor. EDI Travel will start with what your group wants to see and customize your own very special tour. All-inclusive tour packages are EDI's specialty. The price for your trip covers everything. Flights, ground transportation, accommodations, tax, tips, and admissions, leaving you and your group with no surprises. Whether your group is first-time or returning travelers, they are the professionals who will make the experience great for everyone. Set your sights on Jerusalem, Nazareth, Bethlehem, the Sea of Galilee, the Jordan River, and much, much more. Call now to get your EDI trip planned today at 727-460-1225. That's 727-460-1225. Wondering why you're so anxious and why your relationships are strained? Now you don't have to think hard nor long to understand that stress levels are tied to the highs and lows of relationships. That's Pastor Philip DeCourcy from Know the Truth Radio talking about the effects of stress on friendships and marriages. You know, we don't, we don't say for nothing, happy wife, happy life. Learn how to lower the stress in your life with Pastor Phillip's free download of his series, Less Stress. Just log on to our station website and use the keyword stress. When the marriage is good, when the relationship is good, you know what? You can be short of a few pennies and life might be crashing in. But you know what? If you and your wife are on the same page, there'll be a lot less stress. If you or someone you love is struggling with stress, you can get your free download of Less Stress by Pastor Philip DeCourcy today. Just go to letstalkfaith.com. Type in the keyword stress. My name is Lauren Sullivan, and I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis nine years ago, and I was severely disabled. And about six years ago, my mother had found balance of nature. So we decided to give it a try because at that point, uh, nothing was helping. I was skeptical at first, but over time I realized I had more energy levels. Um, I was sleeping better, which was huge. And my hair looked better, my skin looked better, my nails looked better. And then I was able to weed off some of those medications. And I know had I not found balance of nature, I would not be living the quality of life that I am now. When you call, use discount code NOW and we'll take 35% off your first preferred set of fruits and veggies and have them shipped to you free. Call 800-246-8751. That's 1-800-246-8751 or go online to balanceofnature.com. And use discount code NOW. We want to know, how do you use WebEx? Last week, I started a meeting on my office computer. I had to go across town for another meeting. So Mike drove, and I was able to finish my WebEx meeting using the WebEx app on my smartphone. This is how you do business. Connect online and share what's on your computer screen with others. Anytime, anywhere. On their desktop, on their laptop, or mobile device. Go to WebEx.com right now and try WebEx free. WebEx from Cisco. W-E-B-E-X dot com. I know a place where we can go to lay the troubles down eating your soul. I know a place where mercy flows. Take the stains, make you wider than snow. Like a tide, it is rising up deep inside a current that moves and makes it come alive. Living water that brings a dead to life. Jordan Felice, 
the river. <laughs> and he's not kidding, man. You ought to hear that thunder outside. I'm Bill Carl. You're listening to Faith Talk 57910 FM 102.1. Listen, wait for the lightning to abate. Put on your galoshes. Do is it, does anybody actually have galoshes down here? And uh, your umbrella and get out to vote. Polls close at 7 o'clock, uh, so make sure that it counts. By the way, coming up at 6 o'clock, my friend uh, Pastor Ken Witten from Idlewild Baptist Church on Living Truth. He's been in a series of messages from the book of Galatians called Set Free to Live Free. Free is the name of the series. And uh, tonight's message is called Free to Win. Free to win. I just think the book of Galatians, in terms of that balance between liberty and who we are to be as believers, is such a strong epistle from Paul. And this message series has been outstanding. So check that out tonight. Living Truth, 6 o'clock. And the message tonight, Free to Win, here on Faith Talk, 570, 910, FM 102.1. Speaking of pastors, uh, we are so looking forward to Pastors Appreciation Day, October 11th at Armature Works. In Tampa, Dr. Mark Bailey is the president of Dallas Theological Seminary. He'll be giving the keynote address over what I'm sure will be a delicious meal and dessert. Our general manager, Barb Yoder, who is an expert when it comes to all things dessert. I mean, she brings she brings some of that Amish stuff to work, and it'll just it'll set you free. I'm pretty sure she's the one who picks the dessert for that. So we're going to have a tremendous time, and Pastor, we want to see you there. Actually begins at 930 with several forums. There's breakfast available for those sessions in the morning, and it's brought to you by EDI Travel and Word of Life. Details at letstalkfaith.com. Speaking of uh, favorite pastors, John Couch joins us from This Day in the Word, Saturday afternoons at 430 here on Faith Talk. And John has been a golf buddy of mine. He's the only guy I've ever seen. We went out to the Pastors Masters one time. He walked up and he said, I don't even have a set of golf clubs, but I wanted to get out and do this. They set him up with a set of uh, Strixon loner clubs. And I have never seen a guy hit an iron so sweet and so pure. John, I was happy for you, and I was jealous at the same time. Hey, brother, man, it's good to hear your voice, and uh, I'll see you out there. I think I baptized a few uh, golf balls that day, if I remember correctly. Oh, no, you, listen, man, I again, I was just through that whole thing. I was like, this guy never plays. He doesn't even have a set of clubs, and he just nailed that thing about 180 yards with a four iron. It was it was good, good stuff. <laughs> hey, listen, man, uh, I know you've got a marriage conference coming up, and I wanted you to call in and talk about that with me. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. You know, uh, marriages are under heavy attack these days, and so uh, we're on the front lines fighting for marriages, and uh, we're really excited about this conference coming up. You know, you got to be intentional. Uh, you got to be urgent about it. you got to be desperate. got to be broken. And so we're just fired up, expecting God uh, to move mightily in our midst during the conference. Oh, we're so excited. Uh, it is uh, called the uh, Renovate your marriage conference, September 7th, 8th, and 9th at Bethany Baptist Church in Plant City. And I understand it's free for folks to be able to go to this. I mean, I just think that's so cool that you would get out there, John, and I know that you're working with your friend um, uh, Jeremy to provide something for people who are in need of that, and they don't have to shell out a bunch of cash for that. Absolutely. You know, um, when God called me uh, into this itinerant ministry, he was very specific. He said that give it away, give the gospel away, 
and I will take care of the resources on the back end, but not the other way around. And so it's a true faith walk, uh, but we see God move. We see his hand move in so many instances. And, you know, we're excited that Jeremy Brook, incredible musicians, going to be leading us in worship. We're going to unpack the Word together uh, Friday night and Saturday morning and then even Sunday morning as well. And uh, we're just praying for revival. You know, um, revival and awakening is so so heavy on my heart for the American mm. Church bill. It's so desperately needed. And it's interesting, when you think of, Bill, you, know, you think of the corporate church. We come together on Sunday morning, and I think we forget often that the corporate church is made up of a bunch of little churches called homes. Mm-hmm. And if the home is not healthy, uh, guess what's going to happen on Sunday morning when a bunch of unhealthy homes come together in a corporate setting? Now you're going to have an unhealthy setting inside your church. And so uh, we're dialing this thing back. We're ratcheting this thing back, uh, looking to get marriages healthy. Uh, Therefore, when they're healthy, we know our corporate churches will become healthy as well. The Renovate Your Marriage uh, Conference is September 7th, 8th, and 9th, Bethany Baptist Church. If you'd like to register, and you do need to register to go, you need to go to ibelongatbethany.org. I belong at Bethany.org for the conference schedule and to be able to participate in this marriage uh, conference, renovate your marriage. Hey, listen, you know, John, I've been married. It'll be 20 years in December and and Missy and I have a great marriage. We love each other, but there are those days and there are those times and it can even be weeks and months where where you really do fall into a rut. Everything kind of becomes the same and, and you have to consciously make a spiritual decision to jump out of that, uh, what motivated you to, to put this conference together? I know you mentioned revival. What were some of the things that you said, you know what, when we talk about strengthening marriages, these are the issues that are coming up? You know, uh, Bill, I think a lot of it is my own brokenness. You know, what you were describing, uh, I've been there and continue to battle that. You know, the enemy, Satan himself, I call him the master distractor, MD, mm. a doctor devil, so to speak. You know, he loves to get us distracted, and if he can keep us busy, uh, someone once said that the acronym for busy was being under Satan's yoke. Wow. If he can just keep us busy, uh, we won't be fixing our eyes on Jesus and abiding in him, and especially in the marital union. You know, the, the marital union is under attack like never before right here in this one nation under God, and, and we got to fight for it. We have to be intentional, and I think that's the word, Bill, that just continues to resonate in my mind, is we have to be intentional. You know, the grass is not greener on the other side, I've learned. The grass mm. is greener where you water it, or you fertilize it, or you prune it, or you weed it. Now, that's where the grass gets green, and marriage takes a lot of work, because just think about it. you got a one woman and one man for a lifetime in that covenant relationship. And the reality is we're, we're broken, we're sinful, we're fallen, we're prideful. And you take those two extremes and put them together, uh, there's going to be some conflict. And so we've got to learn how to deal with that. We've got to learn how to go vertical with God and press into Him. And then our horizontal relationships will take care of themselves. And so really it's all about just pressing into the Lord hearing a word from him, and then denying self, taking up the cross and following him as we model marriage, because marriage is a billboard for a lost and dying world. 
to see what true love, true grace, and true mercy is. John Couch joins us, Pastor John Couch, and he is the host of This Day in the Word. You hear that weekday, or rather Saturday afternoons at uh, 4.30 here on Faith Talk, 570, 9, 10, and FM 102.1. The Renovate Your Marriage Conference is coming up September 7th, 8th, and 9th. So that would be this weekend at Bethany Baptist Church in Plant City. I know, uh, John, in addition to uh, the sessions, that there's dinner on Friday night, so folks don't have to worry about rushing home from work, fixing dinner, and then rushing back out to the conference. They can come on out and be part of that and know that they're going to get fed. Uh, you have sessions, again, uh, through Sunday. Um, talk about some of the specifics of those sessions. Where What are you going to be addressing in those? Are there are specific topics that you've got uh, lined up for that? Yeah, on Friday night, uh, we're going to go vertical is what I call it, and that's just uh, coming to know God for who He really is. You know, it's interesting, uh, when you think of Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 8, it's one of my favorite texts in all of Scripture, and, and there you have, um, you know, Isaiah, and it's just amazing as this vision is being cast, and he sees the Lord high and lifted up, and the train of His robe fills the temple, and he begins to see the glory, the holy splendor, awe and wonder of the great God of the Bible. And then he sees his littleness. Uh, he sees his sin. And, of course, he gets to that last verse there where, here am I, send me. And so that's going to be our launch, that we're going to truly begin, I pray, to see God, his glory, his splendor. We would tremble in his presence. And when that happens, we become undone in a good way. Uh, we're going to roll into uh, really dealing with forgiveness. And I see so many marriages that are struggling because they just can't forgive. Mm. Could be themselves, could be their own past, uh, could be hurts that have been done to them in the past, could be a spouse that has harmed them greatly. Uh, whatever it is, we've got to learn what it means to forgive, to let go, and really let God begin to reconcile, repair, restore. Uh, that's where the healing begins. And then lastly, we're going to learn what it means to then go external, mm. to take this marriage that's been repaired, been restored, that's focused on the Lord and, and oneness together. And we're going to go model for a lost and dying world what God's grace really looks like in a relationship between two sinful people that are married uh, for a lifetime. And so I'm fired up. I'm stoked. We're expecting God to do a mighty work in our presence. Well, you just said something that really sparked my thought, and you talked about forgiveness. And I think many married couples deal with that. And it's not mm -hmm. just big offenses. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it It is that, or it can be something that happened uh, early on or, you know, one time. But I don't know, Missy and I sometimes, we have to clear the air. It can be a million little things that are bothering you mm -hmm. that just kind of start snowballing up and snowballing up and snowballing up. And at some point, somebody just kind of loses it. And then you have to like, oh, what was that? Well, it wasn't this one thing. It was 20 little things that kind of ended up. And that's really a communication issue, isn't it? It really is. What you're referring to is we call it stuffing. And it's really suppressing. And uh, we certainly want to be able to look over offenses. Uh, uh, you got to figure out which hill you're going to die on, so to speak. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same point, uh, you know, it is good to communicate and to say, hey, uh, you know, uh, what just happened, uh, that really hurt me. 
uh, that, that bothers me. And to have that open communication, because if you don't, the analogy I always give is of the volcano. And sooner or later, uh, the volcano is going to erupt. And typically when that happens, uh, words are said that are greatly regretted. Uh, actions are done that could be regretted. And so a uh, very true bill. we got to keep constant communication vertically with the Lord first. I'll get us clean hands and a pure heart, and then we can uh, love our wives, love the husband there, if you're the wife. Uh, love them like Christ loved the church, and have a beautiful marriage, and not perfect, but one that will model to a watching world how great is our God. Mm. John Couch is with us, and a very special uh, marriage conference, uh, the Renovate Your Marriage uh, event going on at uh, Bethany Baptist Church in Plant City this weekend. You can find details on that at IBelongAtBethany.com. That's IBelongAtBethany, I'm sorry, uh, .org. IBelongAtBethany.org. IBelongAtBethany.org. So it's Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday, and I know that it would be a blessing for you and your spouse to be there. Uh, John is a great guy. God has uh, tapped him uh, to speak into people's lives in in unique ways, and I know that that will be something that uh, will lift you up and helpfully you helpfully put you in a place where your marriage is strengthened, and we can all use it. Like I said, you know, it was funny, John. I was just remembering with all this weather, and we're getting towards September. Uh, there's also a lot to be said when you're mad at each other at some points, just to go. Now I'm going to let this simmer for a little bit, and then we'll come back and address it. And we had one of those, and it was Irma. We uh, like everybody else. We had to pack up in our neighborhood and head somewhere else. We went to my sister's in Orlando. So we're going through the stress of finding gas, making sure we had food and water, and then getting the generator loaded up, and then you know putting all the furniture, all the stuff that we love upstairs. And we found out this interesting thing, John, that everything we need to start over fits in a box that's about uh, two by one. Um, we were great. Kids were great. We went through the whole weekend. We got back. And all that stress in the middle, I mean, we got back into the house and I'm telling you in five minutes, we were fighting and we don't even know what we're fighting about. Mm. Like just, ah, and finally we just looked at each other and she said, I'm going upstairs to take a nap. And I said, you know what? That's cool. I'm going to lay down here on the couch. And we each took a nap and we came down. We looked at each other and went, I love you. It's all good. <laughs> and it was, you know, there's just a lot to that, and I'm sure all that to be covered in your marriage conference uh, coming up this weekend, my friend. Hey, man, you know, so amazing how many times, like your story there, that, uh, you know, arguments over just really silly, trivial things, and so, yeah, we're praying that God's going to use His Word in a mighty way, uh, some great application, great principles, great practical things we can do to put in place to have a godly marriage for His glory. John Couch preaching this weekend at Bethany Baptist Church Marriage Conference, Renovate Your Marriage, with Jeremy Brooke providing the worship. Details at IBelongAtBethany.org. That's IBelongAtBethany.org. John, thank you so much. God bless you, brother. Hey, thank you. Keep up the great work. Ever had a cup, but you never saw them play. Brought to your knees. Never pray, Jesus in disguise, Jehovah passing by, the burden of a tear hanging in your eye. Jesus in disguise, a scar across the sky. You were looking for a king, you were never. 
latest from SRN News. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Governor Ricardo Rosello is raising Puerto Rico's official toll from Hurricane Maria from 64 deaths to 2,975 in response to a new government commission study finding deaths from the storm were severely undercounted. He's also creating a commission to implement recommendations in the new report and creating a registry of the people expected to be most vulnerable in a future storm, such as the elderly, bedridden, or kidney dialysis patients. The owner of a Texas company that makes untraceable 3D-printed guns says he's begun selling the blueprints through his website to anyone in the U.S. who wants to make one, despite a federal court order barring him from posting the plans online. Cody Wilson says he began selling the plans Tuesday morning, and he'll sell them for any price. On Wall Street, the Dow by 14 points, the Nasdaq rose 12, the S&P advanced 1. This is SRN News. I'm Rebecca Hamilton, candidate for Circuit Court Judge for Pasco and Pinellas Counties. As a mother, a lawyer, and most importantly, a Christian, I believe that as I strive to apply God's law on a daily basis, I'm more able to apply our law as expressed in our codes and constitution without being swayed by personal preference, politics, or passion. Vote for me, Rebecca Hamilton, for Circuit Court Judge. Political advertisement paid for and approved by Rebecca Hamilton, nonpartisan for Sixth Circuit Judge, Group 45. Bodhi Taney, author of the incredible best-selling Zion Chronicles and Zion Covenant series, returns to the setting of Israel in On the Mountain of the Lord, the first book in the new series, The Elijah Chronicles. In On the Mountain of the Lord, Taney teams up with Holy Land history expert Ray Bentley to give her dedicated historical fiction fans a thrilling story set in the world's most sacred and mysterious sites. Come along on a journey from London to the farthest corners of the world with Jack Garrison, a man who has lost his faith after a life altering and devastating event. Jack is sent on a fact-finding mission in Israel and Palestine, where he's attacked by radical Islamic terrorists and is being tracked down by an enemy who wants to stop him from finding the truth that the Bible's prophecy about the nation of Israel and the world's future is true and unfolding before his eyes. Get your copy now of best-selling authors Bodhi Taney and Ray Bentley's incredible new adventure book On the Mountain of the Lord. Available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, You give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit, 800-786-9300. That's 800-786-9300. 800-786-9300. Weekday afternoons at 3. I Work For Him with Jim Brangenberg. I'm Jim Brangenberg, the host of I Work For Him. Who do you work for, really? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, your car payment, yourself, or your Lord? Your workplace is your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. 
I Work For Him with Jim Brangenberg. Weekday afternoons at 3 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Imagine if I told you that an earthquake was going to hit tomorrow right where you live. That it would be 6.5 in magnitude with aftershocks occurring twice 25 minutes apart. You'd no doubt talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true. I can't tell you an earthquake will happen tomorrow. But what if it does? Shouldn't you have a plan? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. I know a place where we can go to lay the troubles down eating your soul. I know a place where mercy flows. Take the stains, make you wider than snow. Thanks for joining us back here on the Bill Carl Show. Faith Talk 570, 910, FM 102.1. A couple weeks ago, Hillsborough County filed a lawsuit against 14 drug makers and distributors that has been compared by the attorney who's brought that suit as really much like the BP rig lawsuits that came out back in 2010 after the BP oil rig blew up and spilled millions of gallons of crude oil into the Gulf of Mexico. Of course, attorney Mike Moore has filed that suit on behalf of Hillsborough County. And here to talk about that with me is Hillsborough County Commission Chairwoman Sandy Merman. Sandy, this really stood out to me because I know that the opioid crisis is huge, and not just in Hillsborough County, but in our region specifically and around the state of Florida. Can you speak to some of the statistics and some of the, the things that are happening with that that have been a particular concern? Oh, my gosh. It's like, where do you start? Mm-hmm. Um, there is, the whole issue is a big concern in Hillsborough County. For instance, this year... We will, from the, our medical examiner, we'll probably have 300 opioid overdose deaths in Hillsborough that come through the medical examiner's office. We have the highest number of babies of any county in the state of Florida that are born that are uh, from opioid-addicted mothers, and they are already exhibiting uh, withdrawal signs. In symptoms. So uh, that's a startling statistic. That's over 265 babies mm. that were born last year. Uh, they're already born addicted to drugs. And, um, you know, it's just a, a sad commentary of where we are in our county. Um, you know, we got rid of the pill mills, but now we have, you know, another problem. They have gotten off Oxy, but now they're on heroin. Mm. So we kind of pushed them into other drugs. And heroin and fentanyl mix, it's a dangerous cocktail for anybody that's addicted to drugs. And we just want to make sure that we're doing everything we can. And it's not, you know, I've read so much research on this, but I think where we're at right now is, yes, we need to focus on making sure we get these um these doctors that are overprescribing, that we get, um, you know, the places, the clinics that are overprescribing, and make sure that we close them up. But what's more important now is that we get treatment, that we have dollars available for treatment um, for all these individuals that really need it. And without this lawsuit, we won't have the dollars we need. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to help treat these individuals. So well, it's, 
it's we have a big problem, and we're in crisis with the opioid uh, addiction here in Hillsborough County. Well, it's so encouraging to know that uh, leaders like you and uh, Attorney Mike Moore have been proactive in bringing this suit. Because like you're saying, it's not just, and Chad Cronister said this in the article, uh, Sheriff Chad Cronister uh, said this in the article last week, that you just can't arrest your way out of this problem. There has to be, as you said, there has to be treatment, there has to be options, there has to be help for these people, for their children, for these families who are uh, who are affected by this so deeply. And it's one of those impacts that it's going to echo 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, I would imagine, if we don't get a handle on it. Now, Sandy, one of the things that kind of jumped out at me is I know that, uh, that Mike Moore had made the point that it was kind of like the BP oil rig suit, but the, what right. it reminds me of, and I know that you've been here in Hillsborough County longer than I have, is it reminds me of the big tobacco lawsuit that we were able to win and how those dollars from the tobacco industry will be able to use for uh, awareness campaigns, for treatment of nicotine addiction. How much more impactful would it be if we were able to get these law or these drug makers and distributors to come to heal and, and really kind of kick in for the damage that they're in large part responsible for? Well, it would mean a lot because we know right now one in ten opioid addicts are getting treatment and we also know that for every dollar spent we save four dollars in health care costs but we also save seven dollars in criminal costs mm. so we know that every dollar we get from any litigation or settlement or whatever uh, from this lawsuit is going to go immediately to treatment um, especially in and partnership with dollars from our indigent health care plan to really get more beds available and get more treatment out there. We're announcing an action plan about uh, 30 days. Uh, our Hillsborough County, our task force, opioid task force, uh, is going to be introducing a plan that's going to really outline some major areas where we can have the greatest impact in treatment for people that are addicted to opioids. One is people coming through the jail. We know that addicts that um, get picked up for whatever reason um, that the sheriff picks them up for, and they go to jail and they're addicted to drugs, yes, they give them um, some medication. They you know, might have to give them Narcan if they overdose or something like that. And, but they know they, go, they let, get let go from jail and they go right back to the street and mm. uh, go back to drugs. So we know that we need step-down units. Uh, we need to uh, really partner with our law enforcement and the jails um, to really have more um, beds available for these individuals. So when they get out of jail, they'll have more uh, treatment available to them so we can wrap services around them and really get them into being productive in our community and not a criminal any longer. And then the second uh, point of entry is really the emergency room. Um, these people overdose on drugs, they get taken to the emergency room, and they get, you know, off, they get mm-hmm. taken care of at the emergency room, get the medical treatment, but then they go right back out to the street. Right. So there needs to be a bridge at the emergency room, there needs to be, and we're, we're looking at now as providing peer specialists in the emergency room in our hospitals so that these individuals 
can then go um, into treatment, again, with wraparound services to really keep them uh, from going back to opioids and their addictive behaviors. Well, it's just so impressive to know that so many in Hillsborough County and various law enforcement and uh, in county administration and, of course, the county commission see this as an issue and are working to bring a solution to that. You mentioned the emergency room. My sister is a doctor, and when she was doing her emergency room rotations, she said that was one of the big frustrations is people would come in, you knew that they were opioid addicted, and at the end of it, mm-hmm. you just kind of had to let them walk back out, back out again. It would be so awesome to have somebody in that emergency room to almost provide a narcotics triage, so to speak, and uh, and begin to see some effect there. So 30 days, the plan will be released. And also, I've noticed, too, that uh, the city of Tampa is thinking about their own lawsuit along the same lines. Of course, we all know about Pam Bondi's lawsuit back in May. Do you see this all becoming part of one you know, one movement, or or how do you see this playing out? You know, at one point the city was uh, discussing joining us in our lawsuit, and I still think that that, if that hasn't happened yet, they're probably still in discussion. Um, And paying bonding lawsuit, there's many states that have now filed lawsuits. I mean, the deep pockets of these manufacturers and distributors, they know there is no scientific evidence that these drugs do not, you know, cure mm-hmm. someone from addiction. So they they know that these drugs, these over-prescribing physicians are really causing further problems in our communities, and they're really affecting the quality of life. I do think all the cities um, and counties that have filed uh, litigation will probably be joined together at some point into some mass settlement. Um, because that's what's happened in BP and tobacco and several others. But I'm, I'm very encouraged uh, by the fact that the drug manufacturers are not fighting back, and hopefully they're sitting back and they're realizing, you know, we need to do something to help these communities. And Hillsborough County is definitely one community that could benefit from any kind of a settlement and treatment dollars from that settlement. Well, we look forward to seeing what comes out of this. And, of course, uh, the plan that Hillsborough County is able to come up with in terms of uh, not just law enforcement, but treatment and prevention. And, Sandy, we appreciate you and the folks on the Hillsborough County Commission being at the tip of the spear, so to speak, uh, along with Attorney Mike Moore. Sandy Merman is the chairwoman of the Hillsborough County Commission, and we appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And let's all fight this, this crisis together. Well, again, thank you so much to Sandy Merman, Hillsborough County Commission Chairwoman. And we'll continue to look at this uh, opioid crisis issue over time. We'll also uh, make sure to keep updated on this lawsuit as it moves through. Hey, thank you so much for listening to The Bill Carl Show. We are figuring out as we go along, you're always welcome to bring your input. Uh, you can always, you know what, I'm just going to give you my phone number at my desk, and you can leave me a message, 813, I'll answer it, 349 8250, that's 813-349-8250. I just want to say thank you to our guest today, Bruce HouseConnect, who is a judicial analyst with Focus and the Family. I'm here to talk about Catholic Charities of Buffalo ending adoption and foster care services to avoid placing kids with gay couples. We talked with Dr. Stephen Rummage, 
from Bell Shoals Baptist Church on what it means to be a Christian citizen. And of course, today you have an hour left to vote. So get on out there and vote in these primary elections. And then we will see what happens uh, tomorrow and then see what the slate is going into November. And I also want to say thank you to our friend uh, John Couch from This Day in the Word weekends here on Faith Talk. Looking forward to his marriage conference coming up. And of course, as we said just a moment ago, Sandy Merman, what a blessing for her to come on and speak with us. And again, you're invited as well, anytime you want to contribute to the program, to call in and be a part of what's going on. I'm Bill Carl. God bless you. Thank you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Brought to your knees, but you never pray. Jesus in disguise. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.